This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. It's Christmas time. Tis the season to be jolly. Or not... While Christians worldwide celebrate our Savior's birth, it's also a time of sadness for many people. It's a time of stress for many different reasons. It can also be a time of loneliness and isolation for those separated from loved ones by distance, death, or even time. Most of us have experienced the Christmas blues at one time or another. What causes this? and how the sadness can be countered are discussed with Will Whedon, who serves as the host of Thy Strong Word, International Center's chaplain, and LCMS Director of Worship on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. A federal district court issued an order yesterday that permanently prevents the federal government from enforcing the Affordable Care Act's abortion pill mandate against six Christian organizations that are represented by Alliance Defending Freedom. The order also declares that the mandate violates the organization's rights protected by the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The previous administration's mandate forces most employers, regardless of their religious or moral convictions, to provide abortion-inducing drugs, sterilization, and contraception through their health care plans under threat of heavy penalties. The current administration's Department of Justice abandoned its defense of that mandate. Nashville, Tennessee is abortion-free after a Planned Parenthood in the city stopped aborting unborn babies last week. The abortion chain ran the only abortion facility in Nashville, this after another independent abortion business closed earlier in the year. Now there are six abortion facilities left in Tennessee. Planned Parenthood's reason for stopping was because it could not find an abortionist willing to work with it. Pro-abortion Democrats introduced a bill in the U.S. House this week that would force the federal government to declare the killing of unborn babies a human right. The pro-abortion bill, titled the Reproductive Rights Are Human Rights Act, would require the U.S. State Department to include abortion on demand and other reproductive rights in its annual human rights report. It's a reaction to the Trump administration, which earlier this year prioritized human rights issued by removing references to so-called right to abort unborn children from the report. For 16 consecutive years, the State Department, under three administrations, has rejected advice from an independent statutory watchdog, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, to blacklist Pakistan for religious freedom violations until now. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced yesterday that he has designated the world's second most populous Islamic nation as a country of particular concern for egregious abuses of religious freedom. Pompeo also named nine other countries, Burma, China, Eritrea, Iran, North Korea, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. The 2019 LCMS Life Conference is scheduled for January 17th through the 19th at the Western Arlington Gateway Hotel in Arlington, Virginia. The conference is open to Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod members and guests. Registration is open until tomorrow, December the 13th. Registration is $200 for students and $300 for adults. Registration includes breakfast and dinner on Friday, January the 18th, and breakfast and lunch on Saturday, January the 19th. A Metro card will also be 
included for travel to the March for Life. For more information, go to calendar.lcms.org. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. Usted está escuchando el resumen de noticias Mundo Luterano. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is Will Whedon, who is the host of Thy Strong Word, chaplain for the International Center, and director of worship for the LCMS. Welcome to the program, Will. Hey, thank you. I'm honored to be on it with you. Well, for once... I'm actually doing more than just controlling the board for your program. <laughs> I get right. to ask you questions on the air. Yeah. Well, well, you know, this we're going into the Christmas season, and this is supposed to be oh such a time of joy. Not just, of course, the birth of our Savior and what that means for us with with eternal life, but it's a time to gather with family and friends and just a feeling of well-being and of love and of warmth. But. But, but, as the old Elvis Presley song goes, a blue Christmas. And there's so many people for whom that is just the reality they're going to be living in in these these days. And Absolutely it is, Will. You know, there are more suicides during the yep. Christmas season than any other time of the year. What is it? Why, why do we have this, this cause of isolation? Why are people susceptible to it? Well, you know, I think beyond shadow of let me let me just be a little personal. Sure. Um, I, I I I didn't even notice that I was doing it, but a friend of mine called me on it last year on Facebook. He said, "Do you realize the uh, overwhelming sadness in what you're posting?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, you know, it was, but it was all stuff from uh, from my my childhood, my vanished my vanished home, and I think the vanishing home is the thing that really can uh, can target you. It was." My father was diagnosed with uh, cancer when I was 19. Mm. He uh, actually, I was 18. Uh, he was just about to turn 19, and uh, that was August. His birthday is t- December 15th. He was dead by January the 5th. Oh my gosh! And I remember going through that. I remember thinking, "What do you, what do you buy a man who's dying for Christmas?" I mean, I bought him a stupid stuffed animal because I couldn't think of anything else. I remember that. It was just so, so sad. My my brother that 
he died this past summer. His birthday is December thirty first. My, uh, my 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 wife's dear grandmother. She's the one. My wife wasn't too interested in actually getting married to me at first. Believe it or not, you know I had to work <laughs> on that. Her grandmother was my ally, Nana, and she. I mean, I'd come to the house and uh, you know she had been instructed uh, tell him I'm not here, and Nana would say, "Oh, she's right downstairs." <laughs> so he's like, "Nana!" So she died right after Christmas. Uh, Cindy's mom, who's passed away and very uh-huh. dear to us, her her birthday was right after Christmas. I mean, you just add it up. Think about the home that is gone. I think that's the thing. We, we remember our childhood. We remember the people that are no more. And that makes it be really kind of rough. And I think it's kind of interesting, uh, Kip, that the, the church, when she celebrates Advent, the, the, the third Sunday in Advent has a prayer that, that touches this. Here you are at this time of the year, right? Mm-hmm. It prays, lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. And traditionally, the gospel read on that day is the um, John the Baptist sending his disciples to Jesus to find out if he really is the Christ. Well, th- you, you think about the darkness of those disciples' hearts. I mean, like Jesus gets word that their master is actually um, been arrested, and what does he do? He leaves. He hightails it out. It's like, hello, the the great forerunner, the prophet, is sitting here in jail. It doesn't look really positive, and uh, and you leave. And Jesus gives them the message, you know, go and tell John what you see and hear. And there's this whole list of things from Isaiah. There's a lot of good stuff in there, but the thing that I think is most lightning is, and the dead are raised. The dead. Our race. Go tell John the dead are raised. John needed to hold that word as he was going into um, his final days when he would lose his head for the sake of a dancing girl. And I, I think we need to hold it too when we're facing the darkness of the, the blues of Christmas because of all those who are gone. There's, there's hope. He came in the flesh because he came to raise the dead. And he's promised a home for us. That we'll never lose. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to face it with all kinds of cheery. I mean, yeah, it, we, we still may have tears in our eyes as we deal with the season of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But the tears in our eyes can also be uh, uh, tears of, of anxious waiting, knowing that better than any home we've lost is the home to which we're headed, which the child came into the flesh to actually open up for us. He came and he didn't have a home. He had to be laid in a, in a major, but he did it to open up to us an eternal home. And that's something that we as Christians, I think, have, a, have an advantage of. I would hate to go through the season alone without belief. Oh, man, if it's just the, if, if you look at the ho, ho, ho <laughs> season that they, the world makes it out to be, it's just like, well, why? What's the source of the joy? The, the world has literally... T- stripped out the cause of the joy and so all that's left is the um <laughs> to use roman catholic terminology here it's like they the accidents are all that's left you know <laughs> the substance has been vanquished out boom it's gone you need to put that substance back because that the joy that is in jesus is a joy that that, that can give you it gives you peace even when the tears are flowing free and yeah. your heart is aching for those that you've known and loved that are gone and you go through this Christmas time 
when when you go through it with the child, yeah. it changes everything. Everything. Well, I've never had children, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go through it with the child. Ah, the child. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> child. Not, <laughs> not, not, not your children. Uh, go through it with the child, with Jesus, the one who came as the child of Mary, the son of God, the child of Mary. This is what changes our our perspective of Christmas. And then it can become, I mean, have you ever pondered that? It's not in our hymnal, and I don't know why. But God rest you, Mary, gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. dismay. Remember Christ our Savior is born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of Glad, comfort, comfort and, and joy. joy. Comfort and joy. Uh, and, and that is, to me, what Christmas actually brings. It brings us this comfort. God is God was not content to look at our vanishing homes and say, oh, well, they screwed up, too bad. (laughs) God looked at our vanishing homes and said, my son, you need to go into their flesh to open up a way for them to come to the real home that Mm. they can never lose, where they will be your sisters and your brothers, and they will gather with you in the homecoming, the feast that never ends. That's, to me, the great joy of Christmas. I've had. Uh, I'm a little susceptible to the to the Christmas blues myself. Uh, I can think of you know. I, I look back when I was a kid, and oh, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family get together. We the big Christmas trees. There'd be the anticipation. We go to the church. The Advent calendar that my mother always. Oh, the Advent calendar, sure. Oh, sure. I love that anticipation building. Yeah, yeah. and then my Walterly group. We'd get together. We go caroling, and sure. the neighbors would let us in. They always have vats of hot chocolate, spiced mm-hmm. cider, force. And then we get older. <laughs> and it goes away. I mean, uh, I think my two worst Christmases uh, were probably uh, were, uh, that was 2011. And in that year, my closest friend very suddenly died. Death. And my wife's illness had progressed to the point where I knew this was going to be our last. Your last Christmas Christ together. together. And then 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, I'm so glad I have managed to to find to refine Jesus, mm-hmm. to refine my God. I have remarried to a wonderful lady mm-hmm. whose family has been very acceptance accepting of me, which is weird. <laughs> but I have to admit, I, there's still a loneliness oh, yeah. that I have. It it hits you like in that in those days, like like nothing else. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think people well, you got you probably have so many listeners right now sitting there going, yes, yes, thank thank God somebody said it um, because it really is true. You know, my wife often sings in the uh, Collinsville Chorale. And they have one piece, I'll Miss You Most at Christmas. It just <laughs> slays me every time I hear it. And the last time I think my wife sang in um, the Christmas concert, I think it was the last time, may not have been, my my son-in-law's mother was dying of cancer. And I mm-hmm. thought, I can't, I, she's a member of the church where we always do the Christmas concert. I thought, I, I, I can't go and hear this concert again and have that song. <laughs> I, I just can't. It's it's too too too. <laughs> yes, it's true. I'll miss you most at Christmas, but it's just too devastating. And uh, 
I, I think there's so many people that that experience things like that. So when you just deal with the sentimental songs, mm-hmm. they're a blue Christmas or whatever, it's it it's hopeless. But when you're singing, Oh, where shall joy be found? Where but on heavenly ground, where the angels singing with all his saints, all his saints unite, sweetest praises bringing in heavenly joy and light. Oh, that we were there. Oh, that we were there. All of a sudden, you're, you realize, wait a minute, I've got a home and I'm not going to lose it. <laughs> Boy, that is so true. That is so true. And I know, at least in my case, you know, I had to go through some really bad things before I realized it. Oh, yeah. God works in very strange ways. He, I like to say he's not opposed to using two-by-fours to get our attention. <laughs> wallops up, upside the head with all kinds of trials and tribulations. But uh, the whole point is yeah. not because he he doesn't love us, but because he wants us to remember how very, very, very much he does. Yeah. You know, this is the 200th anniversary this year of the composition of the much-loved Christmas carol, Silent Night. Uh-huh. And that, that third verse of that thing, um, Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, love's pure light radiant beams from thy That's heavenly face with the dawn of redeeming yes. grace. There it is. He comes in the flesh in that manger laid to open up to us this way to have an eternal home, to be our brother, to bring us with him into the kingdom. Um, Isaiah had those weird sons that, you know, the names of the sons were all prophetic. Yeah. But the the, the, the the passage I love in that book is, Lo, I and the children thou hast given me. I think that's it. Jesus stands before the Father, and it's, Lo, I and the children thou hast given me, and there we all are. And <laughs> he comes to give us his Father as our Father. That's the most wonderful, beautiful thing. It that's is. Christmas. It also reminds me, uh, you, know, you know you're Lutheran when you can sing the first verse of Silent Night in German and you don't speak the language. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, there's a fight over the actual, uh, the, yeah. there's two There's two, two. German versions yeah, of it. it I, und, yeah, yeah. Nur das Traute Heilige Paar. Or the, um, yeah, yeah, Altern, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, there there was a sort of a Protestantized version that uh, that made it through. I love yeah. that LSB just couldn't make up its mind what to do and put both German stanzas into the hymn. Oh, that's great. So if you say sing it in German, it doesn't tell you anything. You have to say sing it in German, option number one, or sing it in German, option number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I always have to. Uh, I always have to sing that at least once in German. Always. Yeah, our, Again, that was my family tradition. Our parish always had the tradition of singing it in German, although they used the alternate words that uh, uh, you know, we didn't sing uh, uh, about the locking and har and all that stuff. Well, so much, you know, I think another way to to overcome the blues, uh, I remember the, the, the fun things, the, the family traditions. I, uh, my dad, for example, uh, <laughs> Dad had a wicked sense of humor sometimes, but we had um, one of his uh, his things was akavit, Danish akavit. That's why Denmark is no longer a world power. Okay, Uh, (laughs) and it served ice cold. We only drank it at Christmas and at Thanksgiving, and it was in small shot glasses. And you had to down it all at once. And Uh Dad used to say, "Don't sip the schnapps; it's bad for the teeth." There you go. And I still remember that. That's a, that wonderful tradition of doing that. I remember introducing 
introducing my nephews to uh, to Akavit. Uh huh. Yeah. Passing on the traditions is Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And boy, you should have seen the expression of the oldest one's faces when he, sure, <laughs> for the sure. first time. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's it's fascinating to me when families get together and you have to blend traditions from yeah. different, you know, from the different strands, if you will. Yeah. Um, in our family, because we are Southern family, the. Uh, the, the Christmas tree is always, it has to be a cedar. It, it You know, you don't do pines, oh, really? you do cedars. Um, and uh, they also, we never did, um, I don't know what they, some people call it tinsel. We always called it icicles. Yeah. You had to put icicles on the tree. And daddy was an absolute fanatic about a single yes. one on each branch. So, I mean, decorating the tree took Hours. My dad was like that too, and you had to decorate the back of the tree too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. God yeah. sees it. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And, and, and of course, you're 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 old enough to remember the bubble lights and all that stuff too. All the crazy stuff we used to do with it. So it was a lot of fun to remember those those kind of memories, and they're beautiful and wonderful yeah. to share. And when it comes to this time of the year, I don't apologize one little bit for remembering and thinking about them, and even being sad about them and sad that they're gone. I don't think that's an ungodly thing at all. I think that it's it's good for us to remember and thank God. Hey, we had that. That was a beautiful time. Thank God for that. And that God gave us that time. God gave us that time. It was a gift from Him. Absolutely. And of course, with the with a certain knowledge of, of our resurrection and our sainthood, as uh, we shall meet again. We shall meet again. You, right. That you know that uh, um, as we think about our, especially I, I, I don't know, think about our parents. Yeah. I mean, I. Another one from my family that just, I remember it was actually it was Thanksgiving, but I always run the seasons together. We, mm-hmm. we had my mom down with us and we were trying to teach her a brand new card game called Sevens that her, my, Cindy's family always played. And she couldn't get the numbers right. I mean, she couldn't go one, two, three, four. I mean, she couldn't, she, did, she didn't know the order of the numbers. Uh-huh. And that was the first hint to us that she had Alzheimer's. Oh, dear. And it was like, Oh no! I mean, thing, and it just went way downhill from that. But yeah, so another another sorrow, if you will, mm-hmm. of the season. My mom died right around, uh, right after Thanksgiving one year. So it's the whole, the the, the 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 whole time is filled with sadness and memories. But that sadness is not a bad thing. It's <laughs> in Genesis, God said of the man and woman, "Well, God has joined together; let not man put asunder." And our sin has put asunder what God put together. Yeah. Our, I mean, he never intended us to know this agony of people that you know and love that you then are, that are taken away from you and that you'll be taken away from, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he never intended that. That was not part of what he planned. So um, Christmas recognizes, hey, he had a solution to that. He, he was not just content to say, oh, well, they're going to be separated. His solution is there's going to be a home again mm-hmm. where we will be together. It's a beautiful promise and thought. It is indeed. <laughs> I was just thinking of another tradition that's gone by the wayside pretty much now. We used to, with our Christmas exchanges, we used to have to write poems for each present. Oh, wow. That would hint as to what was inside. Did they have to guess before they opened it? Well, they had to read through the the, the, the poem out uh-huh. loud, and everybody would have to guess. I remember uh, one day my brother gave me a... Uh, it was a bird on a sp- spring, about it was a silly bird on the spring that bounced up and down. It was an, it was a uh, for a Christmas ornament, and it was uh, 
Starkle, starkle, little bird flying in a smallish herd. Plumping <laughs> up and down so quick, don't look long or you'll get sick. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. But now my brother and I are the last ones who still do that. His, his kids, my nephews, have no interest in continuing that, that tradition. Yeah, yeah. It's sad when you see those go the way. Ours actually is not christmas but thanksgiving i love i've always loved southern dressing you know i mean just cornbreadish type of stuff soaked in grease my kids find it vile i mean (laughs) they wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole so it's like okay well that's a tradition that's died right here it's Mm -hmm. not it's not going to get passed on to anybody else Um, and frankly i'm kind of glad because uh i I don't think it's probably the best thing to be eating but 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 you know it's it yeah Yeah. there are there are these things that we value that we recognize okay i can remember and enjoy it but it's not going to get passed on and that's okay they'll have their own tradition they'll have their own right Yeah. yeah i remember another one of my dad's traditions that this is one of these ones that I'm glad passed away. <laughs> one, he had this passion for, of all things, pickled pig's feet. Oh, my. And there was always a big jar of pickled pig's feet <laughs> for oh Christmas. My. <laughs> I, I, I think my wife has a tradition from her family of the pickled herring for New Year's. Is that right? Something like that. Mm. Um, I'm like, yeah, I've said <laughs> something that smells like that, obviously. It's, it's not like, intended to be put in your no. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, a, a whole pile of Christmas traditions that mm-hmm. that that have passed passed on. I mean, my wife and I, we don't, you know, we're we're weird. We don't do we don't do flour or sugar, so we don't do cookies anymore. I mean, so all the whole Christmas cookie thing that's just not our scene. Uh, well, shame on you. Yeah, well, I know. But again, I mean, that's one of the things that brightened my my Christmas is that oh, good cookies, uh-huh. <laughs> nothing else. Well, I wanted to thank you for coming in here and sharing. You know, you've got the blues, too, sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I look to you, my gosh, you're, you're way up there at the IC Pantheon. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but here I am. You know, I'm just a layman and uh, trying to find the truth. You know, and the truth is, was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger and he was the truth of God's infinite love for you and for me and for every here listening to us today. That's really cool. Amen indeed. Amen. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.